Welcome to the Baptist Broadcast. Thank you for tuning in through iTunes, etc. If you're here on YouTube, please smash that subscribe button without hesitancy. Give me a thumbs up if you've enjoyed this episode by the end of it. If not, give me a thumbs down. Let me know why. Click that bell upon your subscription so that you can receive notifications when new content comes to this channel. Guys, if you haven't already, go to joshsummer.substack.com and you can subscribe there for the newsletter. There's a free option so that you'll you'll get you'll get uh, you'll get a lot of blog posts and things like that that I write delivered straight to your inbox. That's a benefit. You'll uh, sometimes get videos that I that I post delivered to your inbox as well. It's just a good way to keep updated if you choose the free option. If you choose the paid option, you not only support this content, but you'll get content that no one else will get. Uh, right now, for the paid subscribers, we're going through Elanctics. Uh, this is Elanctic theology that I've never presented, that I've never published, uh, but I've been writing for about the last year, almost year and a half now, uh, as we've been going through Hebrews. Um, and so be sure to consider that prayerfully. Again, it's supportive of this channel. Um, going back to you know the, the recent discussion on natural theology and the doctrine of God, let me go ahead and bring my camera up. We have to keep in mind that what's really important here, that the main issue, it's good in any discussion to keep the main things the main things. The main issue here, what is at stake, is not primarily natural theology. I think it's related because if you have a if you have bad assumptions and come in coming to knowledge or 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 in thinking about certain things you will you will conclude false things about them. So so I think the knowledge situation, natural theology, uh, what natural revelation is and what it can do, um, and, and and how it relates to special revelation and 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 special knowledge, supernatural knowledge of God, all that's important. But it but it's not primary. Someone can be wrong about those things and still be generally orthodox. What's really at stake here is the doctrine of God. That's that's really been that's really been my chiefest concern. Even though lately I've been I've been focusing on the knowledge situation um, because it is important and it needs to be focused on. But we need to bring this back to the main things, and the main things in this context is is the doctrine of God. I was uh, listening to an old debate. I believe it was done back in 2014. Um, that uh, had James White debating who I think was a Mormon. Um, let me uh, let me actually just try to try to pull this up. I, I have it um, under one of these. Uh, let's see here. Someone actually did me the courtesy of of sharing it. Um, uh, sharing it with me through Messenger, just a snippet of it, and I. Uh, I went and uh, and found the actual timestamp and all that. Let me. I'm trying to pull it up here. Um, but I, what I want to do with this, if I can find it, good grief, where must it be? Um, what I want to do here is to show that 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 this issue, this um, these these bad this bad doctrine of God has been around for a long time, and it's it's just something that's starting to boil to the surface. Um, and you know, part of it is is uh, a neglect of the old categories, uh, the old uh, way of of thinking and speaking about God. Here it is. I found it. 
This is uh, James White versus Roger Perkins. Actually, it's 2011, but but the uh, rendering I have of it is on YouTube, posted in 2014. Um, if you go to that debate, this is uh, Alpha and Omega Ministries uh, channel and main channel, not the not the dividing line highlights, but the main channel, the Trinity debate, James White versus Roger Perkins, 2011. If you go there, the timestamp uh, the timestamp begins. It's it's during Cross X. It begins at uh, two hours. Just go to two, the two-hour mark exactly and uh, and watch it from there for, you know, the next five minutes or so, and you will see what I'm talking about. I'm not going to play it on here. You can go you can go look at it uh, yourself. Um, but what I will do is I'm going to show how James White uh, is, is just affirming something that, you know... Um, Jeffrey Johnson goes on to affirm in in his in his recent book uh, in 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 his rejection of natural theology. So that's that's part of the reason these two issues have been drawn together so tightly. Natural theology and the doctrine of God is because this this recent book, quite frankly, relates them together uh, uh, very tightly and basically says Thomas's doctrine of God is flawed because it's built upon his natural theology. So we must reject his doctrine of God because it has been built upon the wrong assumptions and what you have as a result is process theism. Um, you know, God is not actus purus. That's not the God of the Bible. There's movement in God and ad intra and all of this. But one of the things Johnson says is that there are three self-awarenesses in the Trinity so that the, the persons of the Trinity have their own personal separate self-awareness. Uh, James White affirms the same thing back in this debate in 2011. That's 10 years ago that this stuff was being affirmed in in this debate, which which leads me to believe I haven't read it, but but I I just wonder if the same thing isn't affirmed in his book um, uh, on the Trinity, and uh, his book on the Trinity is is um, uh, most people have you know read it. At some point, I I haven't. I'm behind the curve, I guess. There, uh, the Forgotten Trinity. Uh, I know that that's been a, a, a somewhat of an introductory work for many people getting into the doctrine of God. So, uh, I I realize that that you know if if James White was carrying the doctrine of God that he has in this debate into that book, then there will be an affirmation of three centers of consciousness in 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 the Godhead uh, that are. Uh, exclusive, each center of consciousness being exclusive to the divine persons. And James White says in the debate that that's how they actually communicate and 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 speak and relate to one another is through these separate uh, s- centers of consciousness. Um, at the same time, he goes and he affirms one being of God. The question, of course, is is that if you're going to if you're going to put three distinct centers of consciousness, which would entail, you know, distinct wills in the Godhead, um, which Dr. Owen Strain has affirmed uh, before, as long as uh, along with all those other uh, eternal uh, subordination of the Son uh, proponents, um, what you know, you need to give an explanation for why you're not at the same time implying three substances uh, w- because a will uh, a you know a, a will or a uh, a center of consciousness 
it, it has to be a substance, right? Like it has to be a thing. How do you go from saying, how, how do you, how do you, how do you account for saying there are three distinct wills and not three distinct substances or three distinct things, three distinct quiddities, we might say. Um, you need to give an account. You need to explain why that's not the case. Or you need to drop that model and you need to understand a different relationship between the divine persons. Um, you know, and, and classical theism has provided a robust, a robust understanding of the distinctions, the relational distinctions, the modal or relational distinctions between the persons in in the in the Godhead, Father, Son, and Spirit. And actually, I was just listening to a lecture by James Dalzall. It was at this recent conference in um, in Texas, and I'm going to go ahead and pull it up here. Uh, the the name of the lecture. Um, and uh, it was. A very good lecture on um, on the procession of persons in God and the nature of the distinctions uh, between Father, Son, and Spirit. Uh, they're not three what's. They're not they're not three things that or, or and they're not and they're certainly not three substances. Uh, even the name person to describe them would be uh, improper. Um, they are three relations, uh, distinct, uh, modally, and that's not, that term modal is not in relationship to modalism, which just means that God is one person who reveals himself as, as distinct, um, uh, in distinct ways throughout redemptive history. He, had, he, he, he reveals himself as father at one point, then the son at another point, then the Holy Spirit at another that's modalism, and that's not what we mean by modal distinctions. But the term modal refers to the nature of the distinction being made. All right, and and it's a this is this is um, uh, this is language that's in Francis Turretin concerning the doctrine of the Trinity, uh, and and how the persons are distinct. So the persons aren't made distinct in virtue of substantial qualities that they bear that are that are separate from one another, like wills or intellects or centers of consciousness, which is the language that James White uses in that in that debate. And and, and they're not distinct along the lines of, of of you know distinct or different self-awarenesses that are are proper to each person. That would substantiate the persons. It would make them three separate persons. And you would just be you would just be a soft tritheist at that at that point. Um and uh, so, you know, um, I think Dalzal calls it uh, tripartism uh, or tripartitism, which is to say that, you know, they're tripartite. There's a tripartite substance uh, in, in the essence of God, which, which breaks up the essence, uh, the oneness of, of the divine being and actually, uh, actually makes it tripartite, divided along the lines of, of persons. Um, and that's not that's not what we mean when we talk about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We don't mean that the that the uh, that the that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are separate wills and and centers of aware, awareness, centers of consciousness. Uh, that's not what we mean at all. Uh, we mean rather that the divine essence, the one divine essence, subsists or exists in uh, in in three uh, modes eternally inseparably, 
um, and and truthfully and really distinctly. Um, now, to pull that out, uh, I would have to spend another hour talking to you, but I would recommend, I would commend to you the procession of persons in God, distinguishing the Father, Son, and Spirit, the lecture that James Dalzell gave at the uh, 2021 uh, TAARBC conference. You can find that on uh, you can find that on Sermon Audio. I will actually link it down below this video so that you can just click on it from here and find it. Anyway, if this was helpful for you guys, we, again, we need to bring this back to the doctrine of God. Um, this is uh, one one of the problems with relationship to the doctrine of God uh, in uh, Jeffrey Johnson's book that he that he affirms these self awarenesses in in these different self awarenesses in in the persons uh, in the Godhead. Um, he does this, by the way, in page one eighty five on page one eighty five of of the failure of natural theology. He says, by way of criticism, he says Thomas's understanding of the Trinity does not allow for the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit to have their own distinct self awareness. And without each of uh, which, without each of the three persons being self-aware, there can be no communication or interaction. So what you have here is is what would mildly be called social trinitarianism, uh, but it would also be called tripartitism, and it could also be called, of course, uh, uh, you know, I, I think it goes along with his process theism that he that he affirms in God, with the whole motion and all that ad intra. Um, so anyway. Uh, we need to keep the main things the main things, and this is the main thing right here, is the doctrine of God. Christian orthodoxy is at stake here. And there are a bunch of implications, by the way, uh, of compromising on the doctrine of God. God is the first thing. So you compromise on the first thing, and then anything that flows from the nature of God you know, can be compromised as well. And, and future generations will go on to make those compromises if they try to hold on to this false teaching. So that's what I'm concerned about. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Check out joshsummer.substack.com. Have a good one.